Hello, everyone, and welcome to Praise Chat, a show where we discuss movies and movie news. Today, we have a bevy of news to get to, including some Marvel stuff, some DC stuff, some extra stuff, and so much more. Without further ado, we will be jumping into it here today. I'm your host, Praise, and today we'll be jumping into the first bit of news, which is Marvel's Eternals to skip Disney Plus and to only be released exclusively in theaters amongst amongst some other Disney uh, slated films. With the so, as I'm looking at the Variety report, they report that Disney announced Friday that the upcoming 2021 films Eternals, The Last Duel, West Side Story, Ron's Gone Wrong, and The King's Man will get exclusive 45 day theatrical release windows before moving to digital platforms. So, this is uh, I'm just gonna kind of stop there because I don't want to read the whole thing. If you want to read the whole thing, check it out on. Um, Variety or The Hollywood Reporter or wherever they're reporting this news. But my thoughts on the matter is, I think with the success of Shang-Chi, the studios have been a little bit more comfortable and have been shown, and this is what I mentioned in the last episode, has been shown that people are ready to go back to the movie theaters, if they are able to, obviously. Some people aren't, and that's fine. But majority, with the recent success of how well Shang-Chi had done within the first weekend of its release, uh, we can only hope for the best thing to happen in the second week, meaning that it doesn't drop off too hard um, and that more people have heard enough about it that they want to go back to see it or ha- need or want to see it or want to take people to see it. I'm just hoping that it continues to strive within the box office numbers and continues to hold its ground in its mainstay. There's not a lot of big films coming out outside of Malignant, I believe, the new James Wan film, so hopefully you know, this second weekend is going to be just as good as the first, or if not better, at least maintains or sustains the level that it's at. So with all that being said, uh, this news of the Eternals being moved up. Now, before they had made this decision, people kind of assumed that, you know, there was like a rumor mill that Disney was having a hard time wondering if they wanted to release it or if they were once again going to delay it until next year. And because of the success of Shang-Chi, Say that 10 times fast. Success, Shang-Chi. Success, Shang-Chi. But anyways, with that, with the recent success of their last film, Disney has been a lot more willing to play ball with the circumstances that they have at B and see that there is more benefit in releasing it now than there is delaying it once again for a future release. And I'm all for this as a film fan, obviously, and I'm glad that you know, Shang-Chi has been doing so well because it now is giving us, is giving the opportunity for so many other studios to be like, you know what, maybe we should continue the momentum of this, of these films that have been coming out and have been making money, like Jungle Cruise, like Fast 9, like Free Guy, uh, all these films and more have been making uh, more and more money as we, as time has gone on. And it could only be beneficial to the films that are going to be coming after, like Halloween Kills, like Venom 2, like Spider-Man No Way Home, Dune, all these upcoming bigger films that will be coming out, Eternals as well. Uh, it's just going to bode well for the future films if they continue the momentum. It would have sucked if like the last big film release we get is like Dune or Spider-Man No Way Home and then like it kind of nullifies that momentum that Shang-Chi and a lot of these other summer movies had built up like A Quiet Place, Fast 9, and um, Free Guy 
and films like these and Candyman 2, which is also doing pretty well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I like the fact that they're kind of continuing the momentum that, because that's what's going to get people to continue to go back if they know these bigger movies are coming out and that if they know that I can't watch all these movies at my house, like I actually have to go out and see these movies. And Shang-Chi is one of those water cooler type films where all Marvel films are water cooler type films at the end of the day, but where you don't want to miss uh, miss it once it comes out because of what the contents of the film is usually about. And obviously this is an ongoing cinematic universe. So people are going to see it. And when they see it ahead of time, they want to talk about it. So Eternals moving uh, or staying at its release date. And uh, I think it's going to be released on November 5th from what the article says. I think it's a brilliant move by Disney on their part to keep it and some of their films uh, that were slated for this year to be ex- theatrical exclusives only because they have dabbled in the day and date releases just like Warner Brothers and just like Universal to a small modicum of success. It hasn't done, it seems like it hasn't done gangbusters for them, but it has done some semblance of like giving them some semblance of profit. So but I'm sure that they want to make more money back than they than they garnered, obviously, with making what they make. So I'm glad that they're kind of like honing in more on the theatrical aspect of everything and giving it time to have a life in theaters before releasing it on their streaming services. So that's amazing on their part. And I'm kind of glad that they're keeping that theater experience alive. And I'm glad that Shang-Chi had done as well as it did because we're getting more studios to put their films out in theaters so we can watch them where I believe they should be watched. So with all that being said, those are my thoughts on The Eternals skipping Disney Plus to be a fully theatrical released film. So with all that being said, our next topic is going to be Shazam 2 almost complete uh, completing its filming process. So if you missed it, the director of... The director of... The first Shazam movie, which came out in 2017, starred Zachary Levi, Jack Dylan Grazer, Asher Angel, and a bevy of other wonderful stars, up-and-coming stars, and already, you know, big stars. They they basically, uh, he had announced on Twitter, I believe, yeah, I think it was either on his Instagram or on Twitter, where he had kind of like taken a picture to signal the film being almost done and being almost completed. so what he did was he he writes in his post this is how uh, day 68 this is how many days the first Shazam shoot was wow I cannot talk today and the rest of it says almost at fi- at the finish line it's no surprise uh, that okay sorry I think that's all it said so I guess what his thing said was day 68 the director writes in his post this is how many days the first Shazam shoot was, almost at the finish line. So that's what uh, that's what his post says. Now, with this film, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is shaping up to be an uh, one hell of one hell of a film. From what I know thus far, like it's supposed to be about uh, Helen Mirren, the great dame Helen Mirren will be involved in the film, and so will Lucy Liu, as. Um, the primary antagonist amongst some other cats. Now, this will be one of the films that will be following up on the heels of the 2022 prequel spinoff film that Dwayne Johnson is currently doing and uh, producing called Black Adam. And it's also a sequel to the, obviously the first film that came out in 2017, which Dwayne Johnson and his company also produced. 
I'm so glad for these series of films because I was absolutely in love with the first Shazam film. I really liked the whole big meet Superman-esque quality of it. And the film just completely... I, like I, that was like one of my most anticipated films of the year, and it ended up being one of my favorite films of the year uh, by its finish. So I really, really like the fact that. Um, oh, actually, it came out in two thousand nineteen. My bad. Yeah. So I really like the fact that David F. Sandberg is coming back to direct. A lot of the original cast is coming back. Should be very fun to see where they take the story next. Keep in mind that uh, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam will be in, in the midst uh, between the two films. So I'm very excited to see how that also plays into effect of what we're going to be seeing in this sequel. Because I'm assuming after this film, the next Shazam film will probably be like Black Adam versus Shazam, you know, whatever. And that's going to be so awesome because Dwayne Johnson has been waiting a long time to play the character since like 2012 or 2009 or something. And uh, I'm glad he's finally going to be able to do that. And the way that film is shaping up to be... The Jungle Cruise director, Jean Colette Serra, he's the one that's going to be directing the Black Adam film. And they worked together on that Jungle Cruise film, and it was absolutely fun and engaging. And I think this film of Black Adam will stretch a different creative muscle that Dwayne Johnson has, hasn't stretched yet because we're going to be seeing him play a character that is that goes through a lot. And I'm hoping we'll kind of we'll kind of see a more serious side of him in this role. Uh, with no jokes, with not that many jokes because of the content of what he'll be dealing with and what he wants this film to represent and the way that he's been speaking about it for as long as he has. So I'm super excited for that film. I'm super excited to see the crew come back for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. And I just want to see a trailer at this point, even though I don't watch trailers, so maybe I won't be able to see a trailer, uh, even if I want to. But um, it's really, really cool to see that the film is moving forward. And I think it won't, it says that it won't arrive until June 2023. So we do have a long wait, but I'm sure the wait will be worth it at the end of the day. So that is my thoughts on that. Let me know what you think down below as well um, in terms of how you feel about the franchise and what you can't wait to see if, you know, if we do get, if we do get, you know, like when we get the sequel, what, what do you expect to see in, um, yeah, just tell me what you expect. You know, it'd be cool to get your thoughts on the film. So with that being said, we have another film that has been greenlit uh, in terms of a... So this is an interesting one because it was announced by The Hollywood Reporter that uh, David Oyelowo is set to produce Walt Disney's reboot of the 1991 action-adventure movie The Rocketeer. So they go on to state that the sequel is being titled The Return of the Rocketeer. It will be produced by uh, Oyelowo and his wife, Jessica Oyelowo, uh, and their Yoruba Saction Productions banner, um, with David Oyelowo possibly taking a starring role. Ed Ray Rycourt is penning the screenplay with Bridgem Taylor also producing alongside with Yoruba Saxon. Blake Griffin and Ryan Khalil's Mortal Media will executive produce. So Deadline was the first to reveal the news, but obviously I'm reading off of the Hollywood Reporter's article. And The Rocketeer was based on the popular 1980s indie comic by Dave Stevens. And like Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark was a loving homage to the serials of the 1930s and 1940s. So the original followed Cliff's 
Secord, a stunt pilot who discovered a rocket pack and suit to die for and becomes embroiled with mobsters and Nazis as well as Howard Hughes and the FBI. That film was directed by Joel Johnson and starred Billy Campbell, Campbell as Secord, Jennifer Connelly as his aspiring, aspiring actress based off of Betty Page, who's in the comic book, but not in the... I don't know if she's named that in the film because I haven't watched it for a while. And then Timothy, Timothy Dalton as an Errol Flynn-type actor who is a Nazi spy, and Alan Arkin as Secord's mechanic. So they've been wanting to reboot this... Uh, well, one, let me tell you why I like this news. The reason why I like it is because I did see some of the first Rocketeer. I didn't finish it, but from what I saw, I really, really enjoyed Joe Johnson is an amazing director and what he does. And he's kind of like the same like Ruben Fleischer where you don't really see him as like top choice or all the time, but he's done a lot of amazing work in the industry. And every time he touches something, it's usually pretty successful and, and exciting and engaging. He's the He was the one that directed the first... Uh, Captain America uh, for the first Avenger film, and that was amazing, amongst many other things he's done in his career. And this film was, I enjoyed it a lot uh, of what I saw. And I thought that at first, hearing this news, I kind of thought that they would want to go younger, a little bit younger. Not saying that David Oyelowo is old or anything like that, but um, I felt like this would be a lot better to have on the branches of like a younger star than him. And I could see him in the Alan Arkin role because they're going, they're kind of going uh, with an updated version of it. Meaning like he, I think it takes place during the 19, this one is going to take place like probably at the, either at the end of the civil war movement or during the civil rights movement. And apparently the person that's going to be finding the new rocketeer, like rocket pack or the sequel to it um, will be like a former retired Tuskegee airman, which will obviously be a lot to delve into um, and a very, you know, thoughtful way to delve in to get back into this uh film franchise now disney plus although it's obviously been striving with the amount of content that it has and everything like that it's really cool that i'm hoping that this kind of it, it seems like right now it's only going to be for disney plus and i'm sure that that uh, is a wonderful idea which is why i like the news so much is because it is pretty cool to see some studios just release films exclusively for their streaming service like for instance Paramount did that with a Anthony Mackie and Mark Wahlberg film called Infinite. It didn't do like Gangbusters. Apple Plus did the same thing with Cherry, although it did have a limited release. Um, the Tom that Tom Holland film that came out last year was uh, was both in it. I think it came out this year actually. It came out exclusively on there, um, and then was had a limited release in theaters. So I think that uh, with the amount of reboots that Disney Plus has been like you know kind of doing with their established properties like. Um, the Mighty Ducks is a good one. They're doing a reboot of Doogie Howser um, with a new actress uh, in the leading starring role, which is amazing. And rebooting a lot of their eponymous franchises like the High School Musical, the series, which has been doing gangbusters for them. I only see wins here for this move in terms of putting it on Disney Plus if they happen to keep it on uh, as a Disney Plus like, you know, film. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if they mentioned if it was going to be a straight up film or if it was going to be a series. I think if a, if they're going to hire uh, someone as prestigious as him, I think it will be a film, like a direct uh, film to the original, obviously. But uh, I really thought like, I felt like someone like a, someone like a Ross Butler type, like, you know, something, someone like around the CWH, even though those actors are usually like 20s in their 20s playing like teens and everything like that like something like that 
Like I thought that's kind of where they would lean towards like a really young star that can that can play the part for a long time. Um and that could give a a sense of youthfulness to it because I feel like that actor that played him in the original was a lot younger than Oyol his his last name is a little bit difficult to pronounce. Oyolowo um is so I I could really see him playing the mentor role a little bit better. Um someone like I I feel like they in my opinion, I would have gone for a younger actor. But then again, they said that it was rumored that he may start like that, like, but it's not confirmed at all. So for all I know, they may be getting a younger actor to like take the helm and kind of use it as a launching point for their, you know, for their career, which would be really, really cool. Maybe to see a person of color. Um, despite, you know, I, I would love to see something like that um, and have him still be involved uh, in, a, in a performance aspect and a producing aspect as the Alan Arkin character, who was more of the mentor uh, type figure in the film. So hopefully they, you know, we get a good film out of it and they do a lot of great things with the project and they haven't announced who's directing it at all either. So we don't really know where that's going to lie, but you know, I'm really glad that I'm really glad that they're taking this film on and giving Disney plus some more added content. Obviously adding content is always a great thing. And I think it's only going to be a big one for them. So that's where I stand with that. So now we move on to our last topic, which is going to be... Okay. Which is going to be Lionsgate announces a new The Expendables movie with Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, returning as as normal as well as Dolph Lundgren the natural Randy Couture um uh returning for the film and 50 Cent Megan Fox and Tony Jaa will be uh some new additions to the overall cast they didn't say whether or not Terry Crews will be coming back or Wesley Snipes who was in the last film or Mickey Rourke who was in the first film but these films are or Arnie who usually shows up in the films as well and Harrison Ford, who showed up in one of the films as well. I forgot which one he showed up in, and, uh, but he was really good in it. But basically, this these these films have always been like uh, a gem in the sense that they do what they need to do so well, which is be a big manly man action movie. And that's what makes these films so amazingly good. Sly Stallone and his crew that makes these films know exactly what we want and how we want them. The feature is going to be directed by stuntman turned Helmer Scott Woe, who directed the Need for Speed movie that had Aaron Paul in it, which I actually enjoyed uh, when I saw it. I liked uh, him and Dominic Cooper in it. They were both amazing in it. I kind of wish that they did more of those films because I think that uh, the film would have benefited from like maybe a more experienced director directing it if they had a sequel to it, but I don't think it made as much money as the studio thought it would. But anyways, that's just my opinion. But yeah, they said that they're going to be shooting it in... Uh, in October, so it says that Lionsgate and Millennium Media are bringing back their gun-toting, testosterone-slathered action franchise, The Expendables, to go for another round. And then it kind of goes on to say that Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, and Sly Stallone, who have appeared in the previous three installments, are set to reprise their roles for the fourth. Joining the quartet are Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Megan Fox, and Tony Jaa. So... It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, apparently, Spencer Cohen wrote the script with revisions by Max Adam and John Joseph Connolly. Um, details are being kept in the lockbox. 
but the plot will once again focus on a group of veteran mercenaries and while the initial movies from from in the early 2010s had Stallone as the focal point sources say in this outing Statham will be the one with the biggest gun Fox is the female lead and um Statham is producing along with Kevin King Templeton as well as Millennium's Okay, now it's just going on to say all the people that are producing it. But I, and it also says that um, Andy Garcia is going to be joining The Expendables as well, which was like a most, the most recent news about the film thus far. I think he's probably going to play the villain if I had to guess. But this is another one of those films that uh, I've just always enjoyed watching the film franchise. I'm not going to lie. I kind, of, I kind of don't remember loving this third one as much as I loved the first two. But uh, the film is just those. These films are just a, so much fun to watch. Big popcorn in your face type of films that just know what they are and do what they do so well. They're kind of like the Fast franchise in that way, where they know exactly what you want. You go there for the big gun-toting action, and you kind of stay for the gun-toting action as well. But um, they do come up with very engaging stories. I feel like, and every time I've seen one of these films, I've always walked out enjoying them uh, more and more. So. Only good things can come from this for both Lionsgate and Millennium. Uh, Lionsgate, I haven't seen them really make a lot of big moves lately, so I'm glad that this is one of their films that they're really excited about to announce and to bring back. So hopefully they get a win out of this and it continues uh, to get them projects to continue to work on. And yeah, I guess that's my thoughts on that. Let me know what you thought of all the topics I talked about below. This is another episode I'm recording ahead of time, so some things may have changed or whatever since uh, when this comes out or when this is released. Thank you so much all for joining me for Praise Chat Episode 2. I'm so glad to be back and doing this on the regular. I'm going to be trying to upload every other Friday, so it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Um, hopefully, if I, I'm going to be a lot more consistent with everything, so... Um, I think next week I'll record the next episode for Episode 3, but I will try to be a lot more consistent with this podcasting thing um again if you guys have any thoughts on anything you guys would like me to discuss on the show leave them um the way you leave them on this app and if you want to find me uh this oh i forgot to say in the beginning this episode is sponsored by news in progress if you want to find them uh you can find them at www.treymg.info.com or you can find me on youtube at Praise K3000, where you can see me play a lot of video games and talk about movies as well over there in terms of singular movie reviews, if that interests you. Thank you so much for joining me, and y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace.